0: Hello and welcome to the Locked On Wolves podcast. We are live on the postcast following the Timberwolves win over the Dallas Mavericks. Marty Gellner of Valley Sports North joins the show to break down the game. The Locked On Wolves podcast starts right now.
1: You are Locked On Wolves podcast, part of Locked On Sports Minnesota, your team every day.
0: Hello and welcome to the Locked On Wolves podcast. Part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Ben Beacon. I'm the host of Lockdown Wolves. I'm joined by Marty Gellner from Valley Sports North. We're going to talk about the Timberwolves' win over the Dallas Mavericks. And Marty, this one had a little bit of everything. It was great offense early for the Wolves, fantastic defense for most of the first uh, two and a half quarters of this game as the Wolves built a 26 point lead. But then, of course, it still comes down to the final possession, and the Timberwolves ultimately hang on to win in really a, a thriller, really.
1: It was, yeah. The Most of the game was not a thriller, but uh, for sure the final couple minutes were. Dallas just came absolutely charging in the fourth quarter. Kyrie Irving, 26 points in the fourth quarter. I mean, yep. it was incredible to watch that man work and cook, but uh, I had to wonder where he was for the first three quarters if he had this just kind of brewing inside him because the Mavericks probably could have used it a little earlier, but I ain't going to complain. That final possession was just awesome. Awesome.
0: Yeah. And let's start there. I mean, so Kyrie, like this was his first game in Dallas is I think fourth game with the Mavs only the second game playing with Luka Doncic who had missed his first Kyrie's first couple games with Dallas. So first game, they're both playing in Dallas together. First game Kyrie's playing in the arena and the crowd's going nuts. Kyrie has a, a quiet start to the game a really loud fourth quarter. The Timberwolves keep Anthony Edwards on him down the stretch after Irving opened the fourth quarter with Ant on the bench and, and Kyrie had uh, really, like you said, 26 points in the fourth, but then 13 seconds left. Mike Conley had, had just split a pair of free throws. so it's a three point game. And after the timeout, the Mavericks come out. Uh, clearly their plan was to just kind of flatten out and let Kyrie and Luca just pass it back and forth. Whoever can get a shot off, get a shot off. Um, and I'm sure they wanted to get one off earlier to try and get an offensive rebound, but they, Literally did not get a shot off in the final 13 yep. and a half seconds. McDaniels tips the ball into the backcourt. And then it was really kind of back and forth where both Jaden and Ant were contesting potential shots from both superstars, of the Mavericks. I mean, we're talking about two of the very best ISO players in the entire league, really, of of the last, I don't know, decade, probably, right? If we're talking about Luka and Kyrie, how crazy was that combination of skill level, length, athleticism, all that from Jaden and Anthony, McDa- Mc- Anthony Edwards completely not even letting them get the, get a shot off was just incredible.
1: It was one of the best defensive possessions, just given the circumstances and giving, given the players involved. Uh, One of the best I feel like we've seen in a long, long time. And if you had to, if you just had to think this, this afternoon, let's say you're going to dream up a scenario for the ending of the Wolves game and say, we're up by a basket, Dallas needs a basket. What is the crazy scenario you could come up with? It uh, very well could be this one. It's just going to be Luca and Kyrie passing it back and forth along the perimeter, and the Wolves are just going to defend it. It's basically going to be Ant and Jaden. And um, that would be be a a really dramatic ending. That would be one of those, if this game was a, a movie in Hollywood, they might write it like that to finish it out. It just... As you said, the 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 most dramatic players in the most dramatic situation, given the the pedigree that Doncic and and uh, Kyrie Irving have as individuals. I mean, ah, to have that be the situation, and then they just it was like Kyrie at the at the point and luke on the wing and then they kind of switched and they never really went away from those two positions they just kind of maneuvered between those two spots and i think i feel like they were caught off guard and stunned by the fact that they didn't even get off a shot i mean dallas inbounded with 14.8 or 14.9 on the clock so it wasn't like they had four and a half seconds i mean they had almost 15 full seconds and never got a shot and as you mentioned the jade mcdaniel's tip into the backcourt that that
0: took up five seconds on its own, just brilliant defensively. Yeah. And Dallas is uh, a really, really good offensive team. They take the most threes. They uh, have the highest three point rate of any team in the league. They're 11th and three point percentage. Um, and I mean, this like adding Kyrie Irving to this team. I mean, we that's, this is another conversation, but we also saw some of, Kyrie joining the Mavericks and them giving up some of the players that they did meant that their perimeter defense suffered and that helped Anthony Edwards have a really good game as well. Um, I, the other thing down the stretch that I thought was was notable was Rudy Gobert had such a big game early and the Timberwolves led in points of the paint. It was something like, it was basically three quarters of the Wolves' points of the first half were scored in the paint. That's not much of an exaggeration. Um, and they also ended up winning on the glass in this game. Dallas isn't a great rebounding team in um, the and the Timberwolves did a good job there too. Uh, but then down the stretch, as the Mavs were getting back in the game, the Wolves were kind of forced to play small. It was like around a 10, 12-point game when they did, and the Mavs did come all the way back within a possession. But I thought Chris Finch pushed the right buttons there, and uh, the Mavs were playing small, so the Wolves put Kyle Anderson in and tried to play small themselves. And and ultimately, it ended up working. Kyle Anderson had that big poke away against Luka Johnson in the left corner final minute. Um, and, you know, Again, like it wasn't pretty that they still let the Mavs get back to within three. But I thought the Wolves small ball answer, which now, of course, if Carlton Anthony Towns is healthy, it's probably a different story. Towns is almost certainly on the floor there. But um, I thought that that all the way down the stretch, the final several minutes of this game, I thought that was the right call by Finch and it ended up working out, um, you know, even if it wasn't it wasn't the prettiest thing, you know, all the way through the end. And Finch talks
1: about after the game, the going to that lineup and that it was not his intention to play the game out that way to finish the game out that way but it was working and it was it was just I mean he stuck with it remember the game against Sacramento where Sacramento went small and the Wolves kept Rudy Gobert in defensively in overtime and it just blew up in their faces and I wonder if this wasn't a direct adjustment based on that game where Finch said um, okay we're gonna go you know we're gonna we're gonna go with this small lineup and we're gonna go back to Rudy and then it just he just didn't have to and instead of plugging Rudy in because that's what you do at the end of the game and I mean he'd been great Rudy was nine for yeah. nine in the game you he, he had a fantastic ball game so it wasn't like the that you kind of shy away from him you just hadn't given you anything tonight it was uh, just a complete we, we, got to stick with this and look at Dallas personnel and look at what's working for the Wolves. And they stuck with it. And as you said, turned out to be the right call.
0: Yeah. And, and the Wolves, I mean, they built the lead using Rudy Gobert um, and dominating the paint, as we said already. I mean, he had 21 and 14 in the game, like you said, hundred percent shooting from the field, nine of nine. That's how the Wolves built this 26 point lead. But this is also a roster that especially if completely healthy with Carl Anthony Towns in the fold can play multiple ways and and if Rudy Gobert plays in this game, he still played 30 minutes and he was a big reason why they built that lead was a plus 17 for the game. No other Timberwolves player was greater than a plus nine for an individual plus minus. Um, so clearly he had a positive impact on the game and if you build the big lead, hopefully more often than not you're not giving the whole thing back virtually um, and, and so like his contributions still matter in this game I think early yes. on um, early in this game there was a lot to like about the wolves offensively actually for most of the game it was really kind of like fourth quarter ish uh, early fourth quarter when Kyrie went nuts I mean and the ball kind of got sticky for the wolves a little bit um, and obviously Edwards made some incredible shots too. Um, we can talk more about him in a minute, but I thought for the, most of the game, the ball movement offensively, Mike Conley made probably three or four like pick and passes and pick and roll game that I, D'Angelo Russell probably doesn't even try. Um, quite frankly. And and I thought Conley was really kind of orchestrating pick and roll beautifully. He finished with 12 and nine. Um, Rudy was in the right place at the right time. And it wasn't just limited to them. I thought Jade McDaniels, Kyle Anderson, um, Torian Prince, who started actually Kyle Anderson came off the bench in this game. All those guys had really impressive passes. Uh, a lot of them to go bare, but just in general, the ball movement for the Timberwolves was really, really good in this game.
1: It was uh, Finch called it. Um, how did he word it? One of the, maybe, Um, a complete game offensively because of all of the things you just mentioned and all of the people you just mentioned. And I felt like at times, so I was working this game tonight with Rebecca Brunson, who is obviously an incredibly accomplished basketball player in her own right. She was saying that it looked like Mike Conley was just uh, orchestrating this offense. He was a maestro out there at several points of the game. Just knowing who and when and where and what and thinking the game and thinking this offense that stood out to her as she as we were watching this game. And so whether it ended up being Conley throwing these direct passes or just him knowing how to get this whole thing moving and in sync and playing all the same instruments at the right time or whatever the orchestra analogy should be in this instance. Uh, it was it was sort of all led and guided and directed by Mike Conley.
0: Let's talk about our title sponsors of the postcast tonight. That's our friends at FanDuel. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained. Plus Fanduel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same game parlay. Don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets. When you go to Fanduel.com slash lockdown, that's Fanduel.com slash lockdown to learn more, make every moment more with Fanduel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Uh, Another thing of note in this game, the Timberwolves pick and roll defense. We've seen them do this a couple of times this year with, you know, they generally play drop coverage of three to go bear where he's um, essentially dropping beyond, you know, below the level of the screen, allowing the ball carry, or the ball handler to penetrate just a little bit. Um, and then the idea there is you're not giving up a lob. You're not giving up a three um, and you're able to kind of contain the ball. Right. Um, and That's almost exclusively what the Wolves do because Rudy Gobert is arguably the best in the league at it, at least over the last several years. But against a team like the Mavs that had two dynamic ball handlers that can do everything in Kyrie Irving and Luka Doncic, the Wolves chose to play more high wall coverage, which is what they did for most of last year. And early in the game, I thought it was really, really, really well done by the Wolves. And there were a couple of points where they got into some foul. They actually got into the penalty very early in the first quarter, but then did a really good job of defending without fouling for most of the rest of the first half came up again as an issue in the third. But for the most part, I thought their their ball pressure and ability to contain at the point of attack was much better than what we'd seen, certainly just the last time out on Friday night. Um, I, I was impressed with the Wolves' effort defensively. Obviously, the fourth quarter and Kyrie Irving kind of notwithstanding, but the first three quarters, point of attack defense was very good for Minnesota. It,
1: it was. And I, they um, this team has talked several times throughout the year about toggling back and forth between defenses depending on who is on the court i mean who's on the timberwolves court and not the opponent they they have been uh, changing their defense based on it, basically if rudy gobert is on the court or not and um tonight might not have been as dictated by that it'll be uh, i don't think that question got asked as a matter of fact i'm sure it didn't at least uh, the defense that, that was asked specifically to Chris Finch was about that, that final play, and less about the specifics. But um, it is something that has been an issue for the Wolves at time this season times this season, and it is something that that Finch even talked about after um, was it after the after the Memphis game that he said the defense just had really been slipping from them on the last couple of road trips. So to, to see strides in that on the last play which we've already talked about on the pick and roll coverage which you were talking about there Ben like those could be huge steps forward for the Timberwolves because there are areas where uh they had been hurting and and uh this this road trip has been just bizarre they think about these four games on this road trip at Denver the Wolves get blown out at 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 uh, Utah in Salt Lake City They win a tremendous game on the heels of the the trade announcement. Memphis, just kind of lackluster, nondescript, kind of sleeping through the game. And then this one, like, what? these were four very distinct, very different games. And if the one thing the Wolves can say they they brought with them or picked up or improved or can carry forward is their defense, no matter what form it is, pick and roll, uh, perimeter, anything... Like that's a pretty big step. Cause you just had four, uh, how do, how, what is the, what is something that is completely unique and, and stands on its own? That's, that's the four yeah. games the Wolves just played on this road trip. How just bizarre.
0: Yeah. Well, and they've been alternating wins and losses now for the last eight games, which is not, you know, for a while there, it had been like winning two or three, losing one or two, like, but now we literally alternating wins and losses going back a couple of weeks to those back-to-back Kings games. Um, Last thing about this one, Kyle Anderson came off the bench in this game and, and obviously was available and played and, and played, uh, what did he play? 24 minutes off the bench. Torian Prince started, um, did Chris Finch address that at all? The change in the starting lineup, was it matchup based or was it just to try something different or did he mention that at all?
1: Um, I didn't hear him talk about that. um, trying to think uh there are other people talking in my earpiece Ben so I'm gonna give myself an out in case he talked about it and I didn't hear it sure Uh, but um no I have I do not have the reasoning behind that
0: okay um yeah I think that'll be something interesting to watch and I mean obviously it worked out in this game and Kyle Anderson played played great off the bench I mean you know he had 12-5-4 a couple of steals in this game was big down the stretch defensively of course and Torian Prince had a really good game too Um, He had five assists in 22 minutes. I mentioned the passing earlier. He was a big part of that kind of, you know, that consistent ball movement, um, ball moving side to side, lots of cutting, like just guys seemingly being in the right place at the right time, which is so funny because it was a brand new starting lineup. I mean, the Wolves have never had this starting five before. Mike Conley in just his second game with the Wolves, Torian Prince. And I mean, has started only a handful of times this year. So I thought that was really notable.
1: And a positive. I mean, a big positive to just just show how cohesive this group can be, and you plug and play, and you mix and match, and that's kind of the uh, ideal uh, characteristic of a lineup to be able to do that. Because then you can mold yourselves better based on the opponent that you're playing, and based on the personnel that you have. I mean, look at the Wolves have had to dance around multiple injuries this season. I guess most most teams in the NBA have at this point, but. If you have that kind of lineup where you can plug and play depending on the night and what's needed, that that's another huge bonus for this team. Torian Prince got those two early fouls, and if, and if that doesn't happen, uh, you know who knows where this game goes? But that's a perfect example, again, of plug and play, because your intention is to play Torian Prince heavy in this first quarter, first half, whatever, because he's in the starting lineup, and then, boom, plans change pretty quickly when he picks up two fouls but that was the, the portion of the game that the Timberwolves were dominating. Yeah, they dominated every bit of this game until the fourth quarter, and Kyrie decided that it was time to go, and he went, and the Wolves still won.
0: The Wolves still won. They get two days off again. Um, of course, now right in leading to the All Star break, the Wolves get four out of five off days. But they play the Washington Wizards at home uh, on Thursday night. That's a seven PM tip, and then it is the All Star break. The Wolves will open up the second unofficial second half of the season. Um, really kind of like the final third of the season next Friday night at home against Charlotte. So they don't play another road game here for nearly two weeks, uh, which will be great. And of course they've been alternating wins and losses, as we said a minute ago. So uh, hopefully that doesn't continue on Thursday as they take on the wizards headed into the all-star break. Um, uh Yeah, we go live after nearly every Timberwolves game for the postcast on Lockdown Sports Minnesota. So be sure to subscribe to that channel to be notified when we go live. We also play the audio back on the On Wolves channel. So if you miss it live, you can listen on any audio platform to On Wolves to catch the postcast with Barney and myself. A big thank you for watching. A big thank you for listening. And we'll catch you next time.